Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the holiday edition of the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with the rather festive and uh, merry Larry Levine. How's it going, man? <laughs> Dude, you're in a rhyming, you're in the rhyming mode. Merry Larry. That, that's that was <laughs> that's absolutely. This is the week between Christmas and New Year's. It is absolutely, hands down, my favorite week of the year. I know. I know, I know some of you are like totally depressed that Christmas or Hanukkah is over and uh, that's great, but I love this week because this week is the planning week. This is the week of the year to really uh, dig deep and envision what's coming up in the year ahead. And so we're going to continue our conversation about that today. We're really, really excited about what we have to, to discuss and share uh, but as we get started, for those of you who are new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. We are so glad you're here. You have joined a community of sales professionals that are dedicated to doing the hard work, being genuine, being authentic, being in the top 1%, uh, selling from the heart. And uh, for those, those of you who have been along the journey uh, with us this past fall and, and throughout last year, thank you so much. It has been uh, just an incredible uh, pleasure, honor. Uh, it, we've enjoyed interacting with with the community. And Larry, it's so exciting to know that there are kindred spirits all over the country and, and even all over the world. Yeah, it, and it's just, I keep saying this and, and it still blows my mind. Uh, in fact, I was even telling my wife over the holiday, I go, I'm just shocked. Maybe that's not the right word. Maybe I'm amazed. I don't know how many people message me that they listen to these podcasts in sales meetings. They listen to these podcasts, obviously, you know, in their car, but so many of them now are downloading them. And I just wanted to say thank you. I mean, you know, when we started this, Daryl, it was just because, you know, we wanted to get our word out and what we believe in and in staying true to ourselves. And, and for those listeners out there, I, I just want to share with you, this is what Daryl and I are doing. It just really proves a point out there that if you really stick to your message and you're true, you're genuine, you're authentic, you speak from the heart, people see that immediately and they take notice of it. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Yeah, I'll echo that as well. And and I think what you're saying is is exactly right. You know, you stick to uh, what's genuine, what's authentic, you keep consistent with it. And you're going to see results from that. And uh, so I think that's, that's fantastic. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've been building towards this great week of the year of planning. And uh, if you go back a couple episodes, if you missed it, uh, we talked about building a personal development plan. What are you going to do in the coming year to become better, more valuable to yourself, more valuable to your prospects? And... Uh, Lots of great feedback on that. I hope you've really considered your personal development plan. If not, this is the perfect time to do that. 
last week, we introduced the concept of building a personal business plan, and we want to continue that conversation today. And just to catch everybody up, a personal business plan, obviously, in your sales organization, you've got goals you've got to hit. Maybe your sales manager has even said, hey, you've, you know, it's time to build your business plan for 2018, which is fantastic. Great. But, you know, as sales professionals really don't even care whether or not my organization requires me to make a business plan or what that business plan looks like. Regardless of that, I want to make a business plan for myself. And we said that the beginnings of this business plan involve understanding your mission, your vision and values, really getting clarity on that and setting some goals for yourself. So I don't care what your company goals are. Uh, chances are that your personal goals financially are going to require you to meet or exceed your company goals. If you're not, you're probably in the wrong, uh, wrong position. But what do you want to do personally? And how does that align with your vision and values? And if, if you want to take a deeper dive in that, go back to last week's episode and we'll take a deeper dive. Today, though, we want to round that out. Once we've established our vision and values, once we've set our goals, the third thing we've got to commit to and, and we've got to figure out is what actions am I going to take in 2018 to be able to hit those goals? And so today we're going to take a look at two categories of actions that need to be planned out. One is in the area of prospecting and net new business. And the other is in the area of client management, whether we're looking at retention, cross-selling, referrals, all of that. So Larry, as we dive in and we're thinking about action plans, uh, you know, kind of what's, what's on your mind, what's on your heart as you're thinking about action plans moving into 2018 for, for our listening audience and also for yourself. You know, and, and you bring up some really good points because, you know, this is obviously, this is the time of year where that, that P word, the planning word comes out, right? I, I mean, spend any time in your newsfeed over the last week and you see it, right? Yeah. Everyone's talking about, these are my plans. These are my goals, but why are you doing this? You know, why am I developing this plan? What's it going to do for me? What's it going to allow to do for me? Right. How's it going to affect my ability to become better in 2018? So I, I think it's one thing to, to really put the plan in motion, but I think it's another thing to develop the why behind why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very critical to connect with that. And if, if you haven't done that yet, you definitely need to do it because you can have every action plan in the world. And we've all had action plans either that we've set for ourselves or uh, that have been created on our behalf for us. Uh, but if, without the why, without the passion behind it, you know, you're not going to really execute on it. Let's just be honest about that. Or if you do, it's going to be a bare minimum. So instead we want to be, uh, be those one percenters that are saying, Hey, this is what I want to accomplish. This is, you know, why I want to accomplish it. Now here's the plan to make it happen. So prospecting net new business, obviously all of us in sales, a huge part of, of what we've got to do to be able to hit our number to be able to meet our goals is to develop net new business. Uh, so we've got to set some goals action wise in terms of, of net new business, which prospecting, um, I think we can all agree that prospecting is changing as our buyers are changing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, prospects changing Daryl, but the, still the core fundamentals haven't changed. I mean, the, the core fundamentals of prospecting are what? 
building relationships. Yes. You know, educating with insight, do, doing things a little bit different. I, I agree the buyer's changing. So therefore sales reps have to change, you know, their prospecting modes as well. But you know, the core fundamentals of outbound prospecting is still alive and well, mm-hmm. but we just have to modernize some of those aspects of how we prospect. So, well, so let's, let's talk about those. And, and I mean, I just, Greg, I just wrote down, Larry, sometimes you just say stuff that you go, Hold yeah. did you just say that building relationships and educating with insight? That's beautiful. Well said. And, and so we've always, we've maintained that if you want to have a full opportunity or sales funnel, you better have a full relationship funnel. So what are we going to do in the year to come to build relationships? What's our plan, our action plan going to be to build relationships? And uh, there's, there's a number of ways to go about building relationships. I don't think we need to put it all in one bucket or one methodology, but what are some of the best ways to build relationships that you're seeing right now? Well, I, I mean, there, there's so many different ways, but you know, to me is, wow, we can go back to our current clients, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to build really great relationships, you can go back to your current clients and, and I encourage everybody to do it anyway and build better relationships with them. Yeah. I mean, that's a start, but you know, since we're all talking about prospecting for net new business, um, in your respective marketplaces, I'm sure all the listeners out there have a strategic top 25 or a strategic top 50 accounts they, they want to try to get into. And in 2018, you know, maybe, maybe if they're true to themselves, they can blow some of the dust off of it from 2017. Right. We all, we all know that that's real difficult. Everyone has that list of targeted accounts, but what are you really doing with it? Right. So, you know, one thing to do is to take those and maybe break them down into a quarter so that, you know, there's four quarters in a year. Yep. So, you know, maybe as you start developing that plan around prospecting for new business, why don't you take a quarter of those net new targeted accounts and say, what can I do to build relationships with 10 strategically researched targeted accounts? Yeah. It's almost like you could pick one a week, right? And you'd have 52 a year, whatever your number is, just break it out. But um, you know, one thing that, that we'll talk about in client management and these things are starting to overlap, right? Because we're going to build relationships through referrals and and all of that in client management, we're going to talk about socially surrounding your client base, making sure that, that you've got multiple relationships um, with multiple people inside that client base and making sure that you've socially surrounded them, which means you've got a digital connection with them. You also have a face-to-face connection with them. Same thing on your, your prospects though. It's a great, great way to look at it. Whether you've got 50 target accounts, whether you've got a hundred, saying, okay, my goal, my action plan this year is every week, I am going to do a deep dive with, with one of these target accounts or two of these target accounts. And I'm going to socially surround these target accounts, which means I'm going to identify and depends on where, what you, what industry you're selling into and what that looks like. But we do know, you know, from our good friends over at Corporate Executive Board that they're an average, what, 6.7 decision makers involved yeah. in a B2B transaction now. So we can safely assume that if we're going to socially surround a target account, we want to work to get 
identify and get connected with five, six people in that account, you know, whether it's the financial decision maker, if you're in the technical sales world, it's probably some folks in IT, in operations, in purchasing, you've got all the different, different constituencies that, that you need to connect with. So part of your prospecting plan uh, is, is who are the target accounts that I want to get into? And then what am I going to commit to do on a, a weekly basis, daily basis, uh, quarterly basis to, to socially surround those accounts? And then what am I going to be willing to commit to do to take those connections and begin to, to drive conversation digitally and hopefully conversation face-to-face, -face, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, the hard thing is, is just committing to doing it. Right. Because, you know, with, with the advent of digital, with the advent of Google, with the advent of all these social platforms that are out there. Yes. There's really no reason why a, a salesperson out there in the span of five to 10 minutes can't find one thing to discuss, to educate on, to start a conversation with about somebody inside of one of their targeted accounts. There's just, regardless of how active these individuals are on social or how active their companies are, there's a plethora of information, Daryl, and you would, I know you'll agree with me on this one, that a, a salesperson can find something to drive a really good conversation. And, and I challenge the listeners out there, and, and I remember getting into an old conversation with an old acquaintance of mine you know, with, with some of his top sales reps. And I said, you know, I, I think one of the most difficult things for salespeople out there is they get in their comfort zone mm -hmm. of having conversations with people that they know. Yes. And they're out of practice with having conversations with people that they don't know, which it goes back, which it goes back to practice, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's where, you know, we talk about building relationships being part of our, our prospecting uh, methodology. And, and we've talked about identifying target accounts, socially surrounding those accounts, look, trying to identify who we want to connect with. Then we've got to drive conversation with those people. And, and that's the way, you know, that's the way it works. And, and it's interesting whether or not, um, and your prospecting plan, by the way, might include attending networking events. It might include attending some trade shows. It might include, um, obviously, traditional prospecting methods that have worked for you over the years. We don't need to throw the, you know, that, that out necessarily. Um, but when we do think about whether, whether those relationships are being built and nurtured digitally or whether it's a face-to-face -face, uh, type relationship, we've got to be able to drive conversation. And one of the best ways to drive conversation is, is I love the way you put educating with insight and providing value out to the prospects that, that you want to work with, sharing valuable information and driving conversation around those types of areas. Yeah. And, and, and here, and here's a difficult part though. Um, and I'm just throwing my salesperson's hat on, on this one. Uh, for all the Debbie doubters that are out there and things like that is I'm going to, you know, these conversations guys aren't sales opportunities per se to begin with. Right. And, and that's the hard part. I think Daryl, for a lot of salespeople out there and even management to understand is if you want to have that healthy sales funnel, we got to build a healthy relationship funnel. Mm -hmm. And that means in order to start a sales conversation, you got to open up a conversation, right? 
Absolutely. And in order to do that, if you worked it backwards, you got to build up a relationship with somebody. Right. So these conversations in the very beginning may not be sales oriented. And that's going to be the toughest thing for salespeople to swallow on this. Because if you ask the average sales rep, you know, they'd rather get into a conversation with somebody who's just about ready to buy something than somebody who's... Well, wouldn't we all? Well, exactly. <laughs> right. and, and that's what I'm, just what I'm trying to drive this point across is, is if you make a commitment to do this every single day and you think about, okay, I, if I can start one to two new conversations a day, Yes. How many opportunities is that going to afford me as a salesperson to build relationships? Mm -hmm. I'm still paying attention to that, that down and dirty getting, you know, selling to somebody who wants to buy something right now. We're we're not going to lose sight of that, but we got to learn how to marry both of these together. Yes. And if a, if salespeople out there can effectively learn how to every day open up a new conversation with someone, build that relationship, understand their story, conversely share your story, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the power of word of mouth. It's just another way that the more people that you can share what you do and why you do it, yes, they get inspired by it. What do you think is going to happen? Absolutely. And I, I think this is, you know, by the way, I, I feel the topic coming on for our New Year's podcast, is <laughs> executing on your plan, right? We, we'll talk about that next week. But if you look at, at this prospecting side of it, I think when it comes to a business plan, your personal business plan, being able, able to identify, okay, who are the companies that you want to do business with? Who are the people that you want to do business with? And whatever, you know, however, whatever that number is, whether it's 50 or 100 or 150, whatever that number is, who are the people that you're not currently doing business with that you want to do business with? Identify those people. And then as part of your plan, be able to say, okay, what does that look like in terms of the number of people I want to, the types of the, the people, the personas that I want to be connected with and developing relationships with at that account, CEO, CFO, CIO, you know, you start going through that and almost, you know, you might even create a matrix. And I know we do this in our major account workshop because we literally create a matrix of the account and who those contacts are for each one of those positions. And, you know, we can track, are we connected? Have we developed a relationship with them? And then we've got to set some goals on in terms of what cadence are, are we going to um, do to, to reach out to those people and educate with insight and drive conversation. And you're right. I mean, relationships don't always start with, Hey, did you realize that 35% of hospital administrators are blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes those relationships begin, uh, with, uh, Hey, I noticed that you were at the Kiwanis fundraiser last week. Thank you you know, for being there, it's near and dear to my heart. They, they begin all kinds of ways and, and we're salespeople. We're, we're, we're going to always look for the end, but the, the important thing is that I've got a business plan and I know who I want to do business with. And I know who the people are in that, uh, in that, in that matrix that, that I need to get to know the 6.7 people and that I've got a, a plan to consistently focus on those, those target accounts. So Great. And, and all of that, you know, none of this throws out the, the regular cadence of prospecting that, that you've got going inside your organization, maybe even that your organization requires of you. None of that, you know, throws out call days or, or whatever. We're, we're not asking to replace that. But what we're saying is as sales professionals, we need an overarching plan to be able to achieve 
the uh, specific goals that we have for ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think it's about working, you know, working prospecting really smart. And I think, you know, prospecting can be, if you ask the average sales rep, right? I mean, they're going to say, you know, I'd rather stick a needle in my eye than have to go out and prospect. And, and it's, but prospecting is part of what we have to do as sales professionals anyway. Right. Because that, that's just, that's just part of our job. And, you know, and I've been in some pretty over the holiday, you know, weekend, I've been in some pretty healthy discussions online because for me, social doesn't sleep. I tried taking a break <laughs> from it, Daryl, but I, I don't know. It's, it's like that. It's like that caffeine, right? You're relentless. If you're caffeine, I took a junkie, break from it. <laughs> I, I, I tried try so bad. You know me. I try so hard to take a break from social, but it's like, it's like telling my wife, I'm going to take a break from drinking coffee. Right. And she goes, Oh yeah, that's going to last. What? A yeah. Day. You're going to get a headache. <laughs> right. But you know, in all, in all seriousness though, you know, some of the things and I was listening to what you're saying around prospecting and, right. and, and so forth, there's so many avenues to open up conversation. And it got me thinking around the, why are you prospecting and really trying to create some excitement? Who are these lists of organizations that, that you all want to do business with? If you ask, you know, if you ask most salespeople out there, who's on their targeted list and how is it developed and why are they on that list? You know, you're going to get all kinds of funny answers back. Right which a lot of them are, I just, you know, started with the number of employees, you know, number of largest employees in my territory and, and all this stuff. Right. And they, and they just throw it out there and that's just what they know. Right. Or they look at the book of lists or whatever. Right. So I started thinking, I was listening to what you're saying is, you know, what happens if salespeople out there took the top 25 accounts that meant something to them? Right. That they could align to maybe the mission statement of their organization or oh, wow. some, think about this one or, what those executives do out in the community that aligns to their vision and their values. And I started thinking, can you imagine that a salesperson out there that aligns to their top targeted account based on the mission statement of their company or what their company does out in the community or who their company supports. And then that sales rep picks up the old fashioned phone, Daryl, and calls that C-level executive and says, I am just absolutely thrilled that your corporation supports one of my most favorite charities. How did you get involved in that charity? So just think of, you know, stop and think about that one for a second. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking my sales hat off, but I'm putting my relationship hat on because I know firsthand, Daryl, and I know you as well, that C-level executive is going to go, holy smokes, is this not real? Right? Right. Pinch me because I'm actually having a conversation with somebody about something that's near and dear to my heart. Who wouldn't take an appointment with somebody just to talk about that, build that relationship and say, Hey, let me share with you a little bit about more about why this means something to me. And you're building that personal relationship. And then at a certain point in time, you got to throw that sales hat on. But just think about that, you know, I started listening to what you're saying. I'm like going, man, there has to be something even deeper that, that sales professionals can really align to. So why not take when you're out prospecting is take your top targeted accounts and look at their mission statement. Look yeah. at the charities they support. Look at the executives, upper level, mid-level, lower level management of those organizations. What are they talking about socially that you can align yourself to, mm -hmm. to just open up a plain old conversation? 
because that's prospecting. Opening yeah, up a conversation is part of prospecting. So yeah, that's so good. And, and I mean, if you think about it, you know, what are maybe, maybe a way to go about this is to think about, you know, who are the clients that you enjoy the most working with and how can we find more of those? Well, yeah. well it, it's not that you're going to sell to everybody. You're going to get leads in, you're going to have work stuff. You're going to, but I mean, who are the people that you most enjoy working with and how can you go get more of those? Well, and you know, mission is a great way to start. Yeah. And, and it was interesting, you know, when I was out in the field and if you looked at if you looked at a cross section of, you know, my current clients that I had, you know, when I was out in, in the sales world, I'd say well past 50% of them mm-hmm. were not for profit organizations, mm-hmm. religious organizations, mm-hmm. and educational organizations. And, and it, a lot of it had to do with obviously, you know, the teaching aspect, right? The not-for-profit is just because not-for-profit works near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And, you know, not to get religious, but I chose the religious sector just because, you know, the spiritual part of it and, you know, how you can align, you know, values and so forth inside that. Well, I think that, that this is really, really good. And, and I think that looking, you know, we all have target accounts and your, your company's probably assigned some to you, but you can also have your personal target account list to go, who do I really, really want to work with? And, and then the other thing for prospecting, we'll move on to client management now because we've got to keep this moving. But the other aspect of your prospecting plan is if you're not involved in a nonprofit in your community, you know, it's involved. It is time to get involved because that is where you're going to uh, you're going to develop relationships that that uh, with people that are giving back to the community and those are you know it's going to do great things for your heart giving back to the community but it's gonna it's gonna pay great dividends as well in building that relationship funnel as you go shoulder to shoulder with people um, in your community and I think you know it really doesn't matter what that, uh, that nonprofit is just find one that's, that's near and dear to your heart. And, uh, those things are going to be very, very valuable when it comes to building your relationship funnel. So let's move to client management because we've got to also make action plan around client management. And there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, we identified three aspects of that retention, cross selling and referrals. Let's start with referrals because that kind of bridges back to the prospecting side of, of the business. Um, boy, we've talked about referrals. We've had the, the guru of all referrals, Mike Garrison on the podcast. We need to get him back in. I in know. Here. I love Garrison. Um, but basically his philosophy is, uh, you want to give to receive, right? You, you, you've got to be able to give to your clients in order to ask for referrals. So, I think that goes back to what are you doing to manage your clients and what are you doing to add value to those relationships after the sale? Yeah. And, and I think, Oh, wow. You know, this is a whole topic unto itself, but uh, to me, building relationships with clients is an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't, yeah, the sale might be the culmination, but it's, but it's up to the salespeople out there to continue to educate, to can continue to build those relationships. Um, why? Because that's part of your job. I, I mean, it's, it's relationship one-on-one Daryl. Yeah. That if you know, it goes, it goes back to another friend of our mutual clients of ours, who, you know, basically says, you know, if, if you're not continually building relationships 
and creating that outstanding customer experience, you know, somebody else will. Right. And, and we, and we really got to start thinking about what are we bringing to our current clients on a continual basis that's new, that's different. And it, it almost goes back to, you know, forget the sale, right? Yeah. So it's almost like you got to continue managing that client. Like you're just about ready to lose them. Right. Yeah. So you always got to keep the match lit on these people. Well, it's interesting because for prospecting, we want to build relationships and educate with insight for our current client base. It's no different. really the same thing, right? We want to build relationships and educate with insight. And, and that's where, um, you know, what is your client management plan? What are you, what are you going to do in the new year to build relationships and educate with insight? And that may be, you know, we've got listeners from all different industries, but it's going to require some cadence of activity, whether that is, you know, whether you're in an industry where you can drop in on your clients. I, I think that what we need to do, especially for our core clients, is the exact same thing we, we're going to do for our prospects, which is make a list of all our core clients and go six deep and go, okay, who are, who are the six people in that account? One of the things that we've got to drink, drink some truth serum on in salespeople, we always like to say, well, I own that account. No. Well, how many relationships do you have in that account? Right. Well, yeah, it even, dude, it even <laughs> you know, oh man, it even goes even better than that is, you know, and I just had this conversation with somebody last week, you know, he's a VP of sales. And I said, you know, really your salespeople and your organization doesn't own that account, you know, to use that word uh -huh. until everything that your organization has to offer is inside that client's four walls that to well, me, you know, it, I agree with that, but I'd also say you don't own that account until you you've got multiple relationships in that account, because we've all had that, that, I mean, everyone in sales has had that cold glass of water in the face of going, I'm good in there. I, I own the account. I know Larry. And then Larry leaves, you know, uh, dude, it's, it's happened to everybody, you know, so let's, let's not do that. Let's, let's do the exact opposite and let's look at that and go, okay, well, who are the, you know, who are the 6.7 people in our current customer accounts? I guarantee you every one of your current customer accounts, if not everyone, most of them, you've got more people to meet. But as you meet those, those additional people, a couple things happen. First of all, you strengthen your, your, uh, your, your presence in that account, which is going to help you with retention. Um, second of all, you're going to uncover more opportunities inside that current client which is going to allow you to cross sell upsell and, you know, in, inside that account, which, you know, goes back to what you're saying is, is, are they, uh, my first employer used to call it hundred percent sold. And then, then as I go 6.7 people deep in my, my key client, uh, relationships as well, I also have the basis to be able to, to get referrals and yeah. to develop that network. So now when I'm going out and I'm, you know, you go back to the prospecting side of things and I've got a target account and I'm trying to get into that CFO, I now have a broader base of current customers and in, in relationships in there that could potentially introduce me into that CFO or I can yeah, you know, to, to, to build that relationship. Yeah. And, you know, and even to, even to expand on what you just said is let's take the 6.7. This is rounded up to 10, right? Because I'm going to throw three people Ten. off. Oh my gosh. Well, it just depends, right? Some of these listeners sure. may not may not have it. I want to be sensitive to that. 
Yeah. But, I, but I think, you know, even, a, even in a company size that only has 20 people in there, you can get to know just about everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and here's why. I don't care if they affect the buying decision or not. Mm-hmm. They're going to know people. And, and it's just so interesting that, that salespeople out there will only build relationships mm. with people that will directly affect the sale. But, uh, you know, I challenge the listeners out there, think about all the other people in that business, in yeah. that organization, wherever you're calling into, wherever your current clients are at, that know other people. Yeah, they may not affect the sale, but they have networks. They know other people. And why not build relationships with them as well? And, and we well, lose sight of that. They probably affect the sale more than uh, they could affect oh. the sale more than we more than we want to admit. Yeah, we walk by a lot of people on our way to the decision maker. Well, yeah, th- those are going to be, you know, those are going to be the boisterous ones, right? Those are yeah. going to be the you know, depending on what field you're in, you know, those are going to be the ones that say this piece of equipment in here don't work all the time, right? Or this software solution (laughs) doesn't work or this phone system's just a piece of crap. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be the constant complainers. Well, and that's where we, we need to develop those relationships. So as you're thinking about your plan moving into 2018, you know, we've talked, you're building your personal business plan. You've identified your vision and values. You've set your personal goals now we got to take that down to prospecting and client management. I hope you've gotten some ideas here today that are going to be helpful as, as you put some actual numbers and some actual activities uh, towards hitting your goals. And those may look different in 2018 than 2017. And guess what? I think they should. And I think that's healthy and a good thing. So, um, we encourage you to take the time this week to sit down and build out your prospecting plan, build out your client management plan, ask yourself the question, what am I going to do in each one of those areas to build relationships, educate with insight. And uh, how's that going to look for me in the new year? There's so many, I, I can't wait to hear the feedback on this. I know there's uh, you know, this is wide open, but the, the reality is it's up to each one of us to sit down and look at our own business and come up with our own plan. So I hope these ideas have, have spurred some thought uh, for everybody. Uh, we're looking forward to an incredible new year in 2018. I think there is so much opportunity right now. It's, inc- it's, it's amazingly exciting. And I hope you feel that excitement as you look forward into the new year. This week, we just want to challenge you to plan. Make a plan. Sit down and, and commit that plan to writing write it out, type it up. Um, You know, we'll talk about executing that plan next week, but definitely make your plan. And I think you're going to find that it's going to be incredibly helpful and incredibly valuable to you. So uh, the other thing is this week, this is a great week to say thanks. Um, You know, this is a good time to go back to your coworkers, your current clients, your family and friends and, and say thank you. And as we began this podcast, we just want to say thank you to every one of you. You're an incredible encouragement to us. And it is, uh, it's just a blast. We can't wait to see what's ahead in 2018. And Hey, and Daryl, before we sign off on this podcast, and this is totally unexpected, but I, I just personally wanted to thank you because it was what, two and a half years ago, we, we had a conversation and, and not to get mushy, but maybe one of these days we'll bring that conversation to light. But 
you know, Daryl, you, you brought, you've brought out a lot in me over the last couple of years. And I just wanted to say, thank you. you yes. I mean, you mean, you mean a lot to me and, and we've come a long way. We've brought a lot to the sales community. We brought a lot to the sales world. Um, we're sick into what we believe in and we're making a difference. And, you know, you took a chance on me and you and I have known each other for a long time. You've challenged me. You've encouraged me. You've been a, you know, you've been a mentor, a, a friend, and, and more importantly, uh, you know, I love you like a brother. So I just wanted to say thank you. Man, some warm fuzzies for the holidays. <laughs> Back at you 110%. Man, I, I appreciate that. And I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, uh, but that's what it's all about, right? It's about building genuine, authentic relationships and amazing things can happen out of that. So with that, uh, be genuine, be authentic, build relationships, build a plan, write it down, do the hard work this week, and most of all, sell from the heart.